0: Dude, do do some impressions. What do you mean, do some impressions? Like, do your Al Pacino. Do my... Okay. Ah! Okay, now do Al Pacino happy. Ah! Now do Al Pacino angry. Ah! (laughs) That's all I got. Yeah. That's the whole impression. Yeah, now it's time for the music.
1: Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beat. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me is my sidekick. Howdy Beak ho, Beatniks. I'm Dr. Heisenberg. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning.
0: I'm Johnny, it's time uh, uh, for another installment of Future Predictions.
1: Oh, uh, why? Uh, have, okay, wait, cool. have we ever had an installment of this? Uh, I'm an unreliable narrator. Oh, okay, great.
0: Um, no, but there's a, a, a new um, a news item that came out this weekend that uh, it has been confirmed uh, greenhouse gases are now at a level in Earth's atmosphere uh, that have not been reached in at least 2 million years. Oh, shit. Uh, 400 parts per million of carbon dioxide in the air. That's, I'm guessing, too much. It it is. It is. I mean, and it's, you know, melting ice caps and global warming and, and... Hurricanes and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, we'd rather it's, not deal it's, it's pretty much inevitable. But, yeah. I mean, that we know. Okay, that's the, the future we can expect. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about this. It's been so long since anything like that happened, There's are going to be consequences we haven't foreseen yet, right? That we couldn't possibly predict.
1: I would assume so, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I was thinking, the existence of oxygen on Earth is sort of unnatural in and of itself because yeah. oxygen is, you know, what plants poop, yeah, basically.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it began as micro poop millions and millions of years ago. And yeah, yeah, plants take
0: in carbon dioxide yeah. and, and fart out oxygen and then we breathe that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's... We're gross. We are gross. Well, everything on Earth is gross. Yeah, but like try telling
1: it. that to an alien. It's like, oh yeah, our planet has a, has a complex ecosystem where we breathe tree farts.
0: Well, yeah, and then they breathe our farts. We just, you know, everything on Earth just farts on each other it's all the time. It's disgusting. Your yeah. planet
1: is a fucking cesspool. It's, it's
0: a gross-ass planet. Anyway. But I was thinking, like, okay, it seems when there's an, a, a brand-new abundance of a resource... Yeah. ...sometimes evolution can kick into high gear and something can work out a way to exploit it really quickly. Okay. So I'm thinking there is the potential here for, like, you know, some kind of mutant plant to, like... Uh, uh, you know, start growing really fast. Are we Uh, talking about N tier? Uh, well, maybe. Awesome. Maybe, but, you know, something that can, you know, Make use of all the extra CO two in the air and yeah. start reproducing really, really rapidly. And not reproduce rapidly. No, but I mean they don't have to be canonical Tolkien ends. I would they prefer they were tree people. They can be giant carnivorous vines. Well, giant you know. carnivorous
1: vines are pretty sweet too.
0: You know, maybe some super algae that blankets the ocean. There's a yeah. lot of possibility.
1: Hey, M. Night Shyamalan, you know what would have made the happening better? Carnivorous vines. Yeah. Yeah. You like, could
0: say that about a lot of things, though.
1: Uh, yeah, it would have made a lot of movies better. I
0: mean, you could say that about, like, you know, the fucking Final Four. You know, oh badness. Yeah. Basketball,
1: uh, yeah. What would make basketball better? If sometimes some plants just jumped out of the court and ate people.
0: Yeah. What? Okay. Like those guys that, like, jump up to do the cool-ass dunks. Mm-hmm. Like if, like, while you were executing a dunk, you are Spoken throwing... like a
1: true fan. Yeah,
0: was, uh, no, yeah, a fan of NBA Jam on Super Nintendo, man. Uh, well,
1: yeah. yeah. boom jackalaka. Yeah, that but, would be awesome.
0: Yeah, if there was a chance while you were doing that that a giant carnivorous vine could snatch you in the air
1: make it way more exciting i would watch that i would watch a sport where people can just get eaten by plants yeah me too yeah yeah but so like i wouldn't want that to be the focus though i want that to just be an element exactly it's just
0: just an extra thing that could happen. moderation yeah it's like the extra it's like the cheerleaders you know it's just an extra element that's not
1: crucial i would give up cheerleaders to get carnivorous vines on those courts no question yeah okay i'll give you that but so,
0: so, so we have the possibility for super planets. Now here's where it gets really interesting long term. Okay. If those are really, really successful and I mean if they can eat people, there's plenty of those. Oh yeah, so, yeah. We're, yeah.
1: There's lots of us and we're slow and pink.
0: Like let's say these things make use of the extra CO two just really spread out over the planet, fucking dominate, okay? Okay. Eventually the balance is gonna shift because they're gonna start poop they're gonna poop out even more oxygen. Right? Oh, the totally. more there are, yeah. we get the oxygen level up, not at the level we're, you know, used to as a species, but way higher. What was on Earth a 100 million years ago when there was, like, a huge surplus of oxygen because there weren't any mammals yet? Ents? No No. (laughs) dinosaurs,
1: I know. I know. No giant bugs. Oh, giant bugs! Giant bugs! Oh, those dragonflies that are like
0: ten miles across. Oh, I do miles
1: like ten feet. I don't need that shit. Uh They're like
0: pterodactyl-sized flies. I do
1: not need that
0: shit. You know, colossal roaches you could ride. No. Yeah. No. no. Like that's the that's uh, that might be what happens in the end, right? We we use industry to knock CO2 way up high. Mutant plants exploit it, and then they overproduce oxygen until the giant bugs come back.
1: Uh-uh. Fuck that. Fuck giant bugs. Uh-uh. Go away.
0: That's So that's this week's Dr. Heisenberg uh, potential future prediction.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I hope that one doesn't happen, because I know I'll be dead, but I just do not like the idea of giant bugs being around at all. Yeah. I don't like that they were here once. I don't want them to come back.
0: That's the thing. It's happened before. It could happen again.
1: Yeah, well, I hope it doesn't, because gross.
0: Somewhere deep down in the DNA of a cicada... Is the a fragment of the thing that was ten times the size of that?
1: Oh, they're so big already. Yeah, yeah gross. cicada
0: invasion. It's going to be sweet. Oh, yuck! I mean, awful, but you know. Oh
1: my God! Fuck giant bugs! Fuck that! Uh-uh. uh-uh. I'm out. I am out. I'm done. I am beyond done. I I can't even think straight anymore because bugs are you. That's
0: okay. All you have to do to avoid the eventual giant bug apocalypse mm-hmm. is die by the end of this century I'm done
1: yeah done I'm out yeah fuck all 'all. (laughs) y'all enjoy your giant bugs shithead
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be on your tombstone yes it is that is
1: what I want on my tombstone enjoy the giant bugs shithead (laughs) yeah
0: here lies Johnny good times die whatever (laughs) 2073 don't predict my death (laughs) Come on, I gave you another 60 years. Yeah, that's generous. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was sweet of you. Yeah. <laughs> Would we like to roll a topic? Anything I gave way too high. You did, you did. Yeah. I do not live well. <laughs> yeah, let's roll a topic. Okay, okay. let's roll a topic. Yeah. <laughs> 17.
0: 17?
1: What's Topic 17, Johnny? Topic 17 is <clears throat> Battleship Potemkin, submitted by Nick in Philadelphia, friend of the show. We talk about him because he submitted so many topics. Thank you, Nick. Buy his album at HowIBecameInvisible.com. Yes. Um, Battleship Potemkin. Battleship Potemkin. Oh, come on,
0: man. Taylor Kitsch is box office poison. No,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> no, you are thinking of Battleship oh. Battleship. Oh, wrong... Oh. The one with Rihanna acting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. Well, what's Battleship uh, Potatokin?
1: Oh, my God.
0: Battleship Pablumpkin. Uh, what?
1: I am furious. What? I am here now. Okay. What? Is that an actual... What it's is a it? movie. It is an incredibly influential. It is the foundational text of modern cinema.
0: Oh.
1: Is, this is a bigger gap in your knowledge than Akira, which was pretty fucking egregious, Okay.
0: Okay, it's another one of those, another movie Doc hasn't seen. All right,
1: another very important movie Doc
0: hasn't seen. (laughs) When did it come out?
1: Nineteen like twenty
0: something. It's old. It's very old. Silent. Oh, yeah. So I've had like eighty or ninety years.
1: You've you've had your entire life, Uh, yeah. Plus your parents and grandparents' lives as well. Uh,
0: We should probably get on that then. Yeah, let's go. All right, you want to go watch Battleship Potemkin and
1: yeah? Yes, I would. Okay.
0: Sorry. Okay, we watched it. Oh, my attention span hurts.
1: Yeah, you had to actually watch it. You couldn't just put put it off to one side and and play video games.
0: It's hard to focus on that. I mean, I tried and then I had to keep like going back and seeing scenes I missed because yeah. there's like You got to read them. There's no dialogue cues.
1: No, you, you, you just have to read along, because it's, it's all, uh, it's a silent film, it just pops up the little, you know, itchy runs afoul of an Irishman, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. so, okay, so Battleship Potemkin is um, a movie uh, written and directed by Sergei Eisenstein. Yes, in
1: 1925, as a piece of revolutionary propaganda for the, at the time, brand new Soviet Union.
0: Yes. Which, uh, the Bolshevik Revolution was in 1917, the big one. Yes, but there was an earlier revolution in like 1905, 1906. Yes, and this takes place during that.
1: Yes, this was the uh, the sailors of the battleship Potemkin are uh, suffering under the oppressive boot of uh, an abusive uh, senior staff who serves them shitty food and smacks them and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so it's like 1905,
0: and they're in the Russian Royal Navy. Or whatever. Imperial Navy. Imperial yes. Navy, yeah. yeah. This was back under, what, Tsar Nicholas, I guess? I think
1: it was Nicholas by that point. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, it would be soon if it wasn't by then.
0: Yeah, but exactly. It so was the last one. Old school Russian monarchy. Yeah. Right? And then, but it's it's recent enough they got battleships with, like, big steel cannons and stuff. Oh, gorgeous. I've yeah, been, they're they're pretty ships.
1: Yeah, no, marvels of engineering and all that. I mean, yeah. But, yes, uh, suffering under the... the as i said the oppressive boot of this uh terrible officers and so forth
0: yeah, cartoonishly dickish like captains and stuff one
1: of them literally twirls his mustache
0: he's got a big curly mustache there's a lot of see there's a there's a, a hero sort of yeah.
1: Karalkachik or something like that? Yeah, not even close, but yes.
0: Kuvalchik. It's got, like, three Ks in his well, name. Well, don't they all? Yeah. But, like, he's got a big mustache, and he's a big, burly sailor man.
1: He looks like, and I know, I know, to compare a Bolshevik to Ron Swanson is sacrilege, but my God, he is as manly as Ron Swanson. Yeah,
0: but then, like, I was, like, excited about that mustache, but then the guy he was punching also had a big mustache. So yeah. it's just it's just... Mustaches about.
1: This movie is mustaches ahoy.
0: It is. So if you it's like, on
1: the high seas. So yes, mustaches ahoy indeed. And it's
0: appropriate. They're yes. appropriate mustaches.
1: But yes, one of the villains literally grabs the corner of his mustache yeah. and begins to twirl it.
0: He does. He, he does. He's that level of villain. His mustache. Yeah.
1: And and of course, this was Eisenstein. You know, being commissioned by the the state to make this propaganda film. Right. So naturally, he made the villains even nastier than they were in real life. And the Imperial Navy was not a fun place to be.
0: I mean, that's what you do with any piece of propaganda. Mm-hmm. You you simplify and, you know, kind of amplify the themes. Yes. Right? You know, if you were going to take something from today, you'd take, like a, like, a banker or a Donald Trump or something. Yeah. And, like, make them even stupider and meaner. All right, I yeah. feel like that's what Donald Trump is anyway. Yeah,
1: Donald Trump is that to the rest of... Rich people.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: so pretend Donald Trump
0: was a piece of propaganda and not a person. That's so easy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I'm becoming a Bolshevik just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) He should not be holding all the property. (laughs) That's true. When you put it like that, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'd like to control the means of some stuff. I (laughs) wonder what
0: Joseph Goebbels would say about Donald Trump. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, that was a different propagandist. That's a good point. Yeah. No, but this movie, just to give you an idea of, like, how impactful it is before we even get around to talking about it, like, Goebbels, the minister of propaganda for the Nazi party, thought it was amazing.
1: He said it was the best propaganda film he'd ever seen. Yeah. Anyone who watched it, if they didn't go in there with a firm political opinion already, he felt that they would be swayed to his message pretty much by default. To the point where he banned SS officers from uh, seeing it.
0: Yeah. so <laughs> he didn't like, want
1: any dissension.
0: <laughs> basically, the most evil propagandist of the 20th century thought it was genius. Yeah. So it's a, it's a
1: very effective film. Yeah. And what's more memorable or rather more impactful and more influential about it yeah. than its status as a propaganda film, because, you know, the Russians made tons of those. We don't talk about most of them, because who gives a shit? Well, yeah, you know, you'd have Uh, to dig them up. I mean, some German Film Preservation Society uh, produced a Blu-ray
0: we watched, so, yeah.
1: But what was really revolutionary about this film was that the director decided to uh, use it as a platform to experiment with. He felt like, you know, now that we had film, now that film was sort of taking shape as a medium and it wasn't just recording stage plays anymore that a lot could be done with editing. Yeah, this is back when movies themselves were new. Yeah. So,
0: like, a lot of the shit we just expect had been, you know... Not done yet. Not even invented.
1: Yeah, like, hey, what if we point the camera at one thing that's important, and then when it's not important anymore, we point the camera at something else? That was a huge deal back then. (laughs) Nobody had thought of that.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it's like... It's like if you watch a, uh, you know, like a Matt Smith episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. And then watch one from like the first Doctor. Yeah. And it's like, hey, we don't have to show every place they walk in real time. You could just cut to the next bit.
1: Yeah, you could. Yeah. And, yeah, that's what this movie did. It was one of the first films to employ a lot of very short takes of, you know, different aspects of a thing or a scene. Yeah. You know, like, oh, here's it from this angle, here's from this angle. It was the first film to do, you know, in every movie, it's in every movie now, something dramatic happens. Somebody gets shot, Uh and you see it from one angle, and then you see the same... Same thing. You start over and watch it again from another angle. Yeah. And then another, and you do that like four times. Right. This was the first movie to do that. Yeah. This guy invented that pretty much. I mean, it's got some really great framing. I
0: mean, even by today's standards. you know, like Yeah,
1: that was this. the thing that shocked me was how modern a lot of it looked. Just yeah. Just the fact that it was... Because, you know, you have a certain set of expectations with a film of this era. Sure. That, you know, are not always kind expectations. No. And this film just tosses that out. It's like a vast majority of this movie, with the exception of a handful of close-ups on people who I assume were not trained actors. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aside from that, this film is very much the style that has persisted in film ever since. This laid down that foundation. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, even some of the early scenes like where the... um Like, the crewmen are in their hammocks.
1: The hammock was the first thing that jumped out at me.
0: Looking just, like, you know, gross and uncomfortable and just kind of sad. Yeah. And it's like that you can almost feel how dank it must have been down in that you know quarter hold
1: but the way not just the way that shot is framed but the way it's staged the way everything on that set is is set up the way the hammocks are all kind of interlaced with each other and oh, all that Oh
0: yeah down to the point where you like you have a close up on one sleeping guy and then the guy immediately on top of him who's just like big hairy dirty foot
1: yeah is taking up like a quarter of the screen yeah yeah but, but even the wide shot of it all it's like if there was a shot exactly like that And instead of the Russian, you know, officer walking through, Uh we saw, you know, Han Solo or Tyrion Lannister or something. If a scene exactly like that was reused in a film today... it would totally work. It would be not unremarkable. It would still be a very well-done scene, but it would be, you know, it would fit right in if nobody would look at that and be like, that looks like it's from the 20s. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the level of influence we're dealing with, where stuff from this film can just be lifted completely and used in a film today and not seem out of place at all. If anything, this movie casts
0: darkness on a lot of movies that came out throughout the rest of the 20th century. It's like, okay, he figured out how to do this in 1925, you know, why does this movie from the 1970s suck so hard? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, this guy figured out how to cut an action scene or a fight scene, with a lot of stuff going on, a lot of area to cover, a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving people. Mm-hmm and cut between the different aspects of it in such a way that you always know where you are in the scene, what's happening, who's it happening to, etc. Yeah. That's a lesson that Michael Bay has not learned. Right. When you watch a fight scene in a Michael Bay movie, you don't know where they're fighting. You don't know where they're landing when they get knocked down. You don't know what angle the camera is at in relation to the rest of the things. You don't know where anything is in relation to anything else. And if it's the Transformers, you don't even know which ones are the auto robots because they all look exactly the fuck the same yeah you've got in a michael bay action scene you've got flashy cg robot beating up
0: other flashy cg robot yeah it's just it's just swirly garbage like none of it you know none of it has any impact whereas i mean we we jump around a little bit with the scenes but like you know the scenes where like um the the people of um Odessa? <laughs> Odessa are like amassing. Yeah. Like, he makes, Eisenstein makes really effective use of a
1: crowd. Yeah. Like, when he when he shoots the, like, huge numbers of people. Yeah, then uh, it is this amazing gallery of Soviet grotesques. I mean, it is, Yeah,
0: but it's, it's impressive in a way of, yeah. like, there's an actual, like, impact to it. Whereas, again, like a Bay film, it's just, you put, you give him that many people to shoot in a scene? Hell it's no. This is gonna be a hodgepodge. Like, yeah. you not have any idea what you're looking at.
1: I mean, and the crowd scene, knowing that this was done in a time before CGI, in a time when there was no way to fake a crowd scene and have it look good. Yeah, they didn't Photoshop
0: an extra stormtrooper.
1: This was, they went in and they said, hey, people of Odessa, <laughs> would you like to, you know, serve the revolutionary cause? And yeah. they were all like, what do we have to do? We are in. Yeah, man. And Come on down, help help the uh, the, the proletariat. <laughs> yeah, help yeah. the proletariat. Punch and pie, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I assume, yeah, turnip pie. Yes. was served right. Yeah. Um, okay, but I mean, like even the way those, even the way that just the scenes of the people walking down to the funeral at the beginning of the Odessa sequence.
0: See, that's the first scene that like really got me. I mean, the the initial revolt on the ship is cool, but then like. And I was, every once in a while I would get distracted a little because, mostly just because there's there's no dialogue, it's just a musical score. Yeah. You know, played over the silent film. Yes. So like, every once in a while I would drift off and, like, check Twitter or something. And then this was one of the, this the first moment where I really looked up when, like, there's a trickle of people walking by. Yeah. Um, uh, the body. And then there's a bigger trickle. And then there's just... An endless snake of just, like, thousands and thousands of citizens.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the, even the way those shots are framed, I mean, directors today, if they... Like, I sometimes, or rather, I now have to wonder
0: how mm-hmm. many of
1: them really have studied this movie as much as they should have. Because e- even the way the, 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 the crowd scenes and the, the marching and stuff is all framed... mm-hmm. He makes it look effortless. I'm sure there's a lot of setup involved and so forth, a lot of planning, but still. Yeah. You know, even just, there's a scene where there's a crowd of people walking under a bridge, Mm -hmm. and then there's another crowd of people on top of the bridge moving in the opposite direction. Right. And just that sort of asymmetry is instantly striking. It draws the eye to both places without being distracting in either way. Yeah. You know, and it's like... I honestly can't say how many directors working today would even think to try that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the way he was able to, to make it all... And it's so simple. It's not, uh, it's not a, a thing that requires a lot of, of thought or anything. It's just, would they even think to bother?
0: I mean, the way he was able to get it all together without unions, without a structured industry of extras... Without, obviously, computers, you know. Well,
1: I mean, without unions is something of a misnomer in the, the Glorious People's, uh, you know.
0: I mean, not the kind of, like, Actors yeah. Guild-type setup. ups yeah, yeah. now.
1: You, you don't need your SAG card to be in this movie. Exactly, yeah.
0: you know. But, like, there wasn't a network of, like, agents, you know, with a thousand waiters ready to show up at the drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah, it, you know.
1: yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true they they did not need to bring out the service industry to get this film made. Yeah, no. I mean, well, they I'm sure the service industry was in this movie, yeah, but like it was they, just
0: cuz they lived in that town.
1: They weren't like, well, I'm an actor first and a waiter second. No, no, no. Yeah, no. These were actual waiters. These were waiters, these butchers were, yeah, and hags. And butchers and bakers and barrel makers and exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, okay, so, uh, what are you guys talking about? What is this movie? Okay, so, there's there's a battleship Tempkin and there's bad guys, and where it starts out is just, conditions are shitty in the Navy. Yeah, the crew
1: anyway. has to eat rancid meat and bad soup, and... Yeah, just
0: yeah. the the actual food is bad. Like, you wouldn't yeah. feed it to animals. It's yeah. just like yeah. it's rotten meat covered in maggots.
1: Yeah, and then like, the ship's doctor comes down and looks at the clearly still alive maggots and is like, no, those are dead. Wash them off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, no, you're trying to eat it, feed us rotting flesh. We're yeah. going to get sick yeah. and not be able to do our jobs. Fuck you. Yeah, And so they stage a quiet protest. It's like, we're not going to eat the borscht fuck you and and the captain of the ship rather than maybe trying to requisition adequate supplies yeah he pull he he calls everyone up to the deck and says all right Who's okay to eat the borscht? And the officers are like, "Yeah, we'll eat the borscht, haha," because they probably have better borscht back in the like officers' quarters, probably. And the other guys, again in peaceful, silent protest, are like, "No, fuck you! This borscht is is rotten. We're gonna die." Yeah. And they're like, "All right, all of you, executed now." (laughs) And
1: they're like,
0: "The fuck!"
1: So they stage they stage a mutiny. Yeah, and I mean. Many, many elements of this film, including a very big one that we'll get to, Uh are complete fabrications with no real basis in history. Well, that's true. But this particular case, whether or not that happened, Mm -hmm. that was certainly allowed to happen in the Imperial Navy. You could execute a dude for not eating his borscht.
0: Yeah, they had very strict uh, disciplinary procedures, let's say, and um, there was no danger of the captain being court-martialed or anything.
1: Yeah, no. It's not
0: like there was going to be a tell-all book about him on CNN the next year.
1: There certainly would not. No. No. If, if you were disobedient, they could round you up and shoot you. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, they stage a mutiny. They, they beat down the officers. They take the ship for their own, and they sail on to Odessa triumphant. Yeah. But one of the, the two leaders of the, uh, the mutiny yeah. is killed in the process, and so they take him to Odessa and hold a funeral for him, and all the people turn out. And they're like, Oh, this man was a hero, he, he died serving the people's revolution. Which we didn't even get to and I don't think they said what happened to him but but we skipped right over the wizard. There's he's not a wizard. <laughs> they call him a sorcerer. They call... Well, in the subtitle It's a dismissive uh, thing they call him. It's a dismissive slur. But the use. fact that they think, okay, he looks like fucking Moses, okay? He's, he's got,
0: okay... Isaac, crazy wild beard I actually and hair. would like
1: to talk about this He's guy. in a
0: big black robe, and he's yeah. got a crucifix wand. Yeah. Okay? He's not just holding up a crucifix. It's a crucifix. It's got, like, crucified Jesus on it. Yeah, little, but, like, yeah. golden embossing. Yeah. But then there's, like, a stick
1: that comes down another foot. Yeah, it's a it's a Jesus wand he's supposed to be a a Russian orthodox priest, right, which you know stereotypically are very heavily bearded,
0: oh yeah, I mean they were ba. The film basically says, you know, these were tools of the czar. Yeah, they were used he, to help cow the people.
1: Yeah, the, he keeps telling the sailors, "Hey, go along with the status quo, be obedient." Yeah, Jesus likes that. But he's says he's, he's waving this cross wand around yeah. like he's a fucking magician. Well, they made him look crazier than he probably. If if such a figure existed in real life as a chaplain or something, I mean, yeah, you'll you'll
0: assume even on, like on like on fucking Firefly, like yeah. there's going to be a holy man on the ship that yeah. you know is there just in case or like, you know, uh, Father O'Malley on M.A.S.H. There's always A. Holy Man there.
1: Yeah. They brought a crazy wizard! Yeah, well, again, it's a propaganda film. They want him to, first of all, be an agent of the status quo, and second of all, they want him to look insane. Yeah. Mission uh, accomplished. uh, Mission fucking accomplished. Impressive. The the issue I have with it is that the way he's uh, depicted with his beard and his hair, Uh he... He bears an unfortunate resemblance to Karl Marx. He does, that's which is true. perhaps not what you want in your Soviet propaganda film to make the villain look like Marx. I mean, that's like I was going, I was about to compare it to uh-huh. the Bible miniseries where Satan looks like Obama. Uh huh. But no, because there are actually people who don't like Obama. This right. would be like making a movie where Satan looks like Tina Fey. That's a good point actually. Yeah. Like who's the most beloved person in the world? <laughs> what if the the worst guy on the boat looks like looks like the most beloved person in the world? Yeah, cuz even the few, the handful of people who don't like Tina Fey, like yeah. would get pissed off
0: because Tina Fey kind of looks like Sarah Palin yeah. and the, uh, the extra would probably look like either of them.
1: Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh my god, they made Sarah Palin the devil." Yeah. Yeah, would yeah. be like that that particular person is going to piss everybody off. That it, I picked a good one. Okay, you Go did. Me. Yeah.
0: Well done. Uh, yeah. So but this film was eventually banned in Russia for a little while. It because was
1: because after after Stalin got in there and you know yeah after all that shit happened to Trotsky mm-hmm. you know it, some of Stalin's people were like hey what if the <laughs> the populace who we have maybe not been so kind to. See this movie and get the idea to do this again.
0: Yeah. Um, it's like there's are there were there were already two rebellions in Russia in the 20th century. Yeah. It's like they there's not that much stopping them from going for a third.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so eventually it was of course Banned by the very government that commissioned it.
0: This movie was banned almost everywhere at some point or another.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was banned in Britain until the fifties because they honestly were worried it would kick off a socialist revolution. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- I gotta say that's cool. Yeah, like, in th- I mean, it's it's really
0: hard to make something to get banned now. Yeah, but to make anything that gets banned. Yeah. Like, that's cool. We're not going to get banned.
1: And then after Britain, you know, lifted the ban in the 50s, they still gave the film, like, the local equivalent of an X rating until the 70s. That's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, in New York City, like, you know, it's legal to run around topless. There's, like, which I'm totally cool with, you know, like, weed is decriminalized. It's like, there are posters on the subways right now of that uh, uh, corpse exhibit. Oh, yeah, wait, bodies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bodies where he takes the, he takes actual corpses and puts them in weird poses and puts them in a museum
1: and calls it art. Yeah. There's yeah. posters of that on the subway right now it's, of the meat corpses. Yeah, I thought it was like, I didn't think it was supposed to be art. I thought it was supposed to be just like, you know, really, really realistic anatomical diagrams for science. Well, it's... I, I mean, science for people who don't already know it. It's being ex- exhibited in galleries. Well, it's very pretty. I mean, if you like dead Chinese prisoners. Yeah, if you're really interested in the inside
0: of bodies.
1: Well, there's some neat stuff in there.
0: I mean, yeah, but it's still, the point is, it's fucking creepy.
1: I don't know, there's some neat stuff in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can be of two minds on the bodies exhibit. Yeah. The point is, even advertising for that, very graphic advertising, oh, yeah. is not banned.
1: Yeah. Whether whether or not it has artistic or scientific merit, yeah. there are indeed pictures of skinned corpses on the subway ridden by children.
0: Yeah, that's my point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nothing gets banned here anymore. No. So, Yeah. So just the idea of a film that's so badass and can inspire people so hard yeah. that the government says, don't watch it, it might give you good oh, ideas, yes, yeah. you know. Like, what What in today's... what? What's comparable? What would inspire people to actually, like, rise up? I'm thinking nothing.
1: Yeah, my guess is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe if there was, like, a movie about... No, fucking nothing. No, no. I mean, I watched
0: this and I wasn't inspired to rise up, but I was impressed that once upon a time people could be inspired to rise up.
1: Like, you know, I watched that fucking documentary about Enron, you -hmm. know, about how they fucked up the economy and they fucked up their company and they're just horrible bastards trading imaginary money for bigger amounts of imaginary money. Right. And... That was based on stuff that really happened, unlike the thing that I do need to get to in this movie. Oh, yeah. Let's get to that. But that didn't make me think I'm going to rise up. Yeah, you didn't go... A lot go, of people saw that movie. Nobody rose up. Yeah, and you didn't a go... There how songs in it. You didn't go steal a battleship. No. Yeah. No. But, yes, the stolen battleship goes to Odessa. They have a, a funeral for the fallen hero. Right. Who, in real life, was just a random sailor who was the one casualty.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the people of Odessa really like battleship Potemkin, yeah, right?
1: They're all like, gathering in support of they it. They gather. And they say we're going to revolt too. And then the battleship's like, "And we shall be your protector." Yeah, yeah. It's fucking inspiring stuff. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: And like that scene closes. I mean, it is like uh, everyone's uniting. It's happy. Yeah. And then, and then, in big Russian letters with the subtitle, and
1: suddenly, yes, and suddenly, <laughs> yeah then the uh, the army shows up in their just fabulous white uniforms oh
0: yeah <laughs> the stormtroopers of their day no yeah.
1: doubt yeah and they start descending the steps the odessa steps Have we is, talked uh, about the staircase it it's the most famous and iconic ima- uh, image in the in the film yeah it's uh, you know a a real very big staircase in odessa mhm and the, uh, while the people are on it, the soldiers begin descending it one step at a time, gunning it, down civilians. It's an outdoor staircase, like on a huge hill, yes. if you're picturing it wrong. Because the first time I heard it, I was
0: like, oh, is there like a, a mansion? No it's, no, it's an outdoor Yeah, it's a very big outdoor stairs. staircase.
1: And, you know, the, the soldiers descend it, and the people flee, and they're gunning down civilians. And it's just this... We keep cutting back to them, slowly descending, and then the chaos of the crowd, and then they get to the bottom, and there's a bunch of mounted Cossacks at the bottom to fucking cut them down.
0: Oh, yeah, very graphically, too. Like, there's a a child who's probably seven or eight years old? Yeah. That they just fucking trample in a panic? They,
1: they, they First, the soldiers shoot him, and then when he falls, everyone starts trampling him just to get a, get out of the way. Yeah. And then his mother picks him up and carries him to the soldier, and they shoot her. Right. And it's horrifying, and it's, uh, it, it is a massacre perpetuated by the imperial uh, government against unarmed civilians, which did not actually happen.
0: That's true. There
1: was a... Uh, an incident where they, the army, you know, addressed the massing crowd and fired off some warning shots, a few of which did unintentionally hit some people. Yeah. But, fuck it, man. You know, the the, the revolution eventually succeeded, and we're making a propaganda film about it. Yeah. let make these guys fucking evil. I mean, it's an impressive scene. Yeah, like, there are,
0: uh, like, um... Diplomats from England who were like stationed at embassies nearby who yeah. who, who, who reported back like, Well, there have been some crowds and you know, a yeah. couple of scuffles, you know. Yeah. Nothing like this. No crazy massacre of the downtrodden. Yeah. Like there's a there's another scene where there's a, a mom, like a disheveled peasant mom, you know, in some simple you know, peasant dress gar. or whatever. Yeah. And she's got a baby and a buggy. Okay. This
1: is the most famous image from the film. It's
0: amazing. And you've... I'm... If you haven't seen this movie, you've seen this scene copied in other things. This
1: is where this scene comes from.
0: Yeah. So they gun down the mom, just heartlessly, right? Yeah. She's just... She's not armed. She's just, like, begging, please no! Yeah. And then she's got a baby. It's an actual fucking baby.
1: It's a real baby who is really upset at all the noise, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's in a buggy. Okay. And they killer and she falls down dead. Yeah. She and the baby is, is precariously the on the ground. Steps. Yeah. She knocks the baby down the steps. Yeah. And so baby's pram is going
1: backwards down the steps. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Bonk, bonk,
0: bonk, bonk. Yes. And then they switch off to like
1: gunfire and more civilians being yeah. shot down. And every so often back to the baby. Bonk, and bonk, bonk, I bonk, mean <laughs> obviously, you know, say what you will about the ethics of old timey filmmakers. I assumed this baby was safe the whole time. There was a guy... I mean, they just wouldn't have been able to keep the camera on it the whole time otherwise. The the movement wouldn't have been predictable enough. It's a very deliberate scene,
0: so yeah. Yeah. they must have done something.
1: I I assume that like the corner of the... I I assume there's a guy right off camera holding onto it, you know. They probably had multiple cables and things attached to it. Plus, a lot of the scenes are wide shots where you can't actually see the baby.
0: Yeah, but,
1: yeah, the baby keeps going bump, bump, bump
0: down the stairs. You're like, oh, my
1: God. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, the soldiers are still advancing. The people are penned in by the Cossacks at the bottom. More people are getting shot. The crowd is getting more and more panicked. And then we cut back to the baby carriage again, and when it finally flips over, that's when everything is fucked.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it is... Uh, again, it is Eisenstein deciding to experiment with editing to see can it be used to elicit an emotional response greater than one would have viewing those scenes objectively. or right. Or just viewing it all from a single wide shot. You know, If that scene had all been a single wide shot yeah. of the staircase with the tiny little soldiers at the top gradually moving down, oh, yeah. maybe you'd notice that baby carriage. Maybe. Right. But... You know, you'd, like, you'd notice it the third time after your nerdy friend is like, you ever notice that? Yeah, no, this is, it is
0: front and fucking center. Yeah. It is right there, you know. You are, that is fucking just, holy shit, baby pram.
1: And since then, everyone's rescued a baby carriage. Superman does it, you know, the Untouchables did it, Brazil did it. You yeah, know. fucking uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it... it any scene on a staircase, pretty much. Any, like, any scene of violence on a staircase, any scene involving an imperiled baby carriage. Yeah. And normally that's played as wacky. It's yeah. It's like, whoop, whoop. Like, it was like, up until
0: everything got dark as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it was already pretty dark. It was like a scene from
1: Baby's Day Out. Okay? Yeah. Okay, it's like, oh, baby's on a steel girder. Yeah. Oh, baby's in a bear cage. Yeah. Cuz you know, nowadays filmmakers are fucking wimps, okay? <laughs> They're not going to kill a baby. <laughs> yeah, if if Eisenstein
0: had directed Baby's Day Out, it would have lasted 5 minutes.
1: Yeah, Eisenstein was hardcore.
0: Eisenstein The rest of the
1: movie would have been about the ensuing yeah. riot. Stone Cold killed a baby. I mean, not really. That baby was probably fine, but it's probably totally fine. Yeah, I mean probably totally fine.
0: It's dead now because that was 88 years ago. Yeah, but you he could know, be alive.
1: well, it could be alive.
0: Yeah, maybe he's in Ardella selling yeah. fish.
1: Yeah, because uh, yeah, you know, it's. I, I mean, and then the film concludes with. That'd the be funny. It's like you know,
0: like there's the guy who was the baby on the Nirvana cover. Oh yeah, there's some guy like I'm the baby in Battleship Potemkin. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Those two should meet up like the two Spocks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: That'd be a fun where they
1: now piece. Actually, it would be. Yeah. Well, anyway, the point is the the Potemkin then leaves port. You know, Spider-Man style, you're safer without me. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's where that comes from. In all movies from then on, that's true. And, uh,
0: now, there's a bonkers moment earlier in that, though, when the, everything's getting riled up. Oh, yes. Because yes. they're like when, when the the people of Odessa are gathering together in support of the uh, dead rebellious soldier. Yes. And they're like they're they're saying typical uh you know russian revolution stuff you know yes. we're all brothers we're all brothers all
1: for one one for all exactly yeah and then one motherfucker yeah like the one guy there's one idiot in the crowd who completely misinterprets the point yeah and he jumps up and he's like yeah let's get the jews <laughs> yeah and, and and i saw that on the screen and i said wait what and everyone in the movie does the same thing. Yeah, they all like, t- turn to him and beat him the fuck down. Yeah, they all go like, wait. Yeah.
0: What? No, this is, we're not crushing the Jews. What? Yeah. You, you're and, not
1: listening. And, again, like, that is, you know, I mean, again, it's a propaganda film, so obviously this was put in there to just sort of remind everyone what their revolution isn't about.
0: Yeah, you remember, like, those those anti-war protests we went to, like, back in 2003, And there would always be like a bunch of hippies that get an off message. Oh, yeah. It'd be like, don't invade Iraq, don't invade Iraq, legalize it!
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, they'd
0: be all like, we're not not here for that right now.
1: Save the forest, use hemp paper! Yeah. Yeah, well, that's all well and good, but. (laughs) Yeah, like. I actually, that's not a bad idea, however. (laughs) Millennial protests are the most unorganized off message things. Period. That's why uh, we have the internet, to keep those people inside Yeah, yeah. No, it's...
0: It's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, the, back in 1925, there was only the
1: one guy that went off message, and they, they took him out. Yeah, well, it was a pretty nasty message he went to.
0: Well, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: why they took him out. But That's again, true. Was,
0: there were no Bush... Rallies where people talked about crushing Jews. Yeah, that yeah. I know of. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, not that I went to. Not, not in this country. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> That's a good point. But the, but yeah, the even that scene is you know sort of a very modern example of pacing where you know there's the one guy in the crowd who gets it completely wrong and everyone turns and looks at him and it's usually played for laughs now. Yeah, you know the one guy hmm. in the crowd who's just completely off. He's like, yeah, kill him. What? No. <laughs> yeah. But uh, again, it's another thing in this movie, this eighty-eight-year-old movie uh-huh. that is has been repeated a billion times since then. Yeah, yeah. It's again. I
0: I keep going back to this. Just the crafting of the film is so before its time. You remember? I, I know you've watched a million episodes of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I
1: absolutely have
0: all those monster movies and sci-fi movies from the nineteen fifties. Yeah. that are like. 80 minutes of people sitting around in a lab arguing. And then two minutes of Monster? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, you watch those when you haven't seen anything early, and you're like, well, people didn't know how to make movies back then. This is garbage.
1: There there was a there have been so many shitty movies through the years. Yeah. And you, there was a time when making shitty movies was so cheap and they were views as, viewed as such a disposable sort of product Yeah. That you forget that that good that movies predate that. Yeah, you forget
0: that it was possible to make good movies you know, yeah, you forget that far back.
1: That good movies didn't just spring into existence fully formed in the early 70s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In other words, every shitty movie from the 1950s, yeah, uh, you just got owned.
1: Yeah, they did not learn their lessons. No. They did not. Yeah. they did not even take the first class in film school. Yeah, Roger <laughs> Corman, you're fired. See, now I'm mad at Trump again. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah. That, well, Fellowship of the was that, cool. It is. Yeah, I mean, go see it if you are interested in cinema at all, even yeah. casually. Seriously, just make the time. It's not long. It's like seventy minutes. It's tiny. Movies it's, used to be short. It's a really quick ass movie. Or even if you just
0: are surprised at the idea that a good movie is was possible to make in nineteen twenty-five. Yeah, because I, I mean that that got me. I was like, I mean,
1: there are certainly films of that era that I have I've seen and enjoyed. Uh huh. But in terms of, like I said, sort of foundational texts for all of cinema. Yeah. They don't come any purer than this. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I would go with that. So yeah, if you uh, are yeah. if you are curious as to what all your favorite directors have been ripping off for the better part of nine decades, uh-huh. Uh-huh. check this out. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's about it. I think we'll leave it there. Yeah, Battleship yeah. Potemkin, four stars. Yeah. At least, yeah. I don't, know. We, I don't know what scale we're on. Stars I don't, don't stars. even come into it, man. This is this is the reason we invented stars later. You know, <laughs> <laughs> stars are ripped off from this, like everything else. Yeah. The idea of reviewing a film was absurd before that. I don't know if that's true. Probably not. I mean, Garbles gave it a good review, so... <laughs> yeah. It brings people together. Somebody you don't like also liked it, you know? And you're not going to disagree. So that's Yeah. Yeah, it's impressive that way. Right. So until next week... Yeah. Seriously, watch it. It's public domain. You can watch it on the internet. Yeah. Raise high the red flag. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, also, they win at the end. There you go. Yeah, we forgot to talk about how
1: it ends, but they win. They win. Yeah. The, the fleet stands down and lets them pass. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Happy ending.
0: This has been a production of the Beak Podcasting Network. Visit thebeak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome.